Welcome to another episode of the Crypto Marketing Show. I am Ty Daniel Smith. I'm TJ, aka Young Dumb Crypto. And I'm Kylie. And today we are discussing how brand ambassadors are selected. So TJ, why don't you start us off? Yeah, this is uh, this is an interesting topic. I'm sure it's a lot of people have a lot of different opinions about it because it's not there isn't a set answer. Each brand kind of has their own way of assessing things, has their own way of valuing you know different parts of you know depending on what they're trying to accomplish it's going to yeah. be a lot of variables in how they assess ambassadors so um, well, why don't we start off with what an ambassador is actually sure yeah that's a great point so about i mean an ambassador beyond just somebody who has influence and has a following on social media a brand ambassador is typically somebody who's the face of the brand who represents uh usually the brand culture usually their target demographic, the main person they're trying to reach, they're usually looking for somebody who fits in that, has that lifestyle, will have a lot of the other similar lifestyles to and like crossover traits to whoever their target person is. Can you is. give some examples of, of popular brand ambassadors? Uh, for like mainstream brands? Or for anything, yeah. Uh, for anything. Uh, well, okay. So like State Farm for Aaron Rodgers right now. Okay. Like Aaron Rodgers is the face I mean, now they have several people that are doing it. Uh, I think they're using Baker Mayfield as well uh, this year. Uh, but for years, it's Mahomes now, aren't they? Patrick Mahomes. Maybe it is Mahomes. Maybe yeah. it is. Uh, I think maybe it's I Progressive think, that's using. Uh, I get them all Mayfield. confused. Or yeah, or Home Depot. Somebody's yeah. it's using something about him living in the stadium, and it's like yeah, cover it's your Home home's. Depot. Yeah, yeah. this no. is your house. No, no, it's it. I'm pretty it's sure progressive. It's progressive. It doesn't matter. Either way, insurance companies <laughs> love brand ambassadors, and, and a lot of big brands are using them in a variety of different ways. But typically, like you said, they're going to be looking for somebody like a State Farm. They wanted somebody that fits a wholesome image. They want probably an adult. They don't care male or female between 25 and 54 that owns a home or owns a car, You know, which is obviously most of the United States or a lot of the United States. Uh, so it's pretty broad reach, but they want somebody that's a well-known face that uh, is reputable to them and kind of, you know, it's, it's branding. They want to be alongside that person yeah. as a brand ambassador. Okay. Um, Kylie, why don't you go ahead? Uh, just about the whole topic yeah, or yeah. about ambassador, like what an ambassador is. Okay. So the whole topic, I mean, when a brand is selecting an ambassador, first off, what you have to do is just again establish your objective like that's i think the yeah. most important thing in a marketing strategy like what what's the number one really in life. right i mean <laughs> yeah. that's true that's also Have an true end goal. right like what is your objective for doing this like what outcome do you want so it's like it's very important to you know establish that first because if you have no idea what you want to get out of this partnership you're yeah. just gonna end up picking someone that's not gonna do the job for you so that's i think the number one thing that you have to do and then second pick your platform. Um, you know, you have to pick the right platform for your product. Maybe it's multiple platforms. Um, like how are you going to advertise your product? Why don't we go into the, the difference between an influencer and a brand ambassador? Because they're similar, like one person could be both, but sure. there is a difference. Yeah. So I think the, the, the key trick is there, an influencer is just somebody who's doing their own thing. They're posting a lot of content. Maybe they have a certain amount of reach. Yeah. And then once they get approached, by a brand or they pitch a brand and then come into a relationship with them with an ongoing sponsorship or they're, yeah. you know, like that's when they really move from 
just an influencer to an ambassador or somebody who's representing that brand. And then they're constantly trying to, which is another reason I think one other major factor of what brands are looking for is ways that they can integrate their brand into the content that the person's already making organically, which yeah. is why they want somebody who's in line with their target customer. So say, yeah. I like, think the duration of the relationship between the influencer or, or person of influence with the brand is also sort of part of that. The, one of those factors that, that determines if it's a brand ambassador or just yeah, the length of time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, I mean, you can be an ambassador for a month, but that's not really what we're talking about. We're yeah. talking about like usually uh, a long enough relationship that people are affiliating the person with the brand. Yeah. Usually to me, I think like six months to a year is typical, yeah. is like a typical deal. Um, and so it, to that point, have, and they want to try to integrate their brand in a bunch of different ways. So we're like in the crypto space or blockchain space, say it's a wallet, they want to know this is somebody who's using wallets every single day. It's easy for them to show the yeah. wallet. It's easy for them to screenshot. It's easy for them to uh, just work it into all the different stuff that they're doing and really make it a part of their life. Or if it's a, um, you know, an exchange or a, tra a tool or and no matter what the product is, they're looking for an influencer that you know, fits with it. So if it's a trading insights tool, they're going to be yeah. looking for a brand ambassador, obviously, who's a, that does a lot of trading and who's talking yeah, about it. It's a, it's an audience match. It's a ethos match. Absolutely. Um, and you know, to get really into the, the sort of behind the scenes stuff, it's, it's has to be a profitable arrangement. It has to be someone that's not exorbitantly expensive for, for, for a product that's not necessarily making a lot of money off of the, the marketing campaign. Yeah, no, that's a huge point. Pricing. Oh, like, in any deal, um, when you get down to it, money always matters. Pricing always matters. So finding one where the, you know, figuring out a way for the the brand to get enough exposure from it to justify the price for the ambassador. And that's, again, where easy integration makes it best for both parties. If, yeah. it's, if it's easy for the ambassador to use and talk about, it makes it easy. They can make the price easier and then it makes it easier for the brand to, you know, continue doing it. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think that's all I got. Um, you got anything to add? Um, no, those were the main, th I mean, the trust and brand trust is another big one. That is a, okay. Yeah. Let's that talk about that for a second. On, yeah. Uh, because, uh, obviously, like you said, if you're going to be going into a more long standing relationship and going into a relationship with somebody who is going to be associated with your brand, yeah. you want to know it's somebody who's not going to do anything too crazy. Somebody that you're confident will be putting out the same quality and the same consistency uh, of stuff yeah. six months from now, a year from now, that's not going to eventually come back and blow back on you. Yeah. So we did an episode about how influencers determine their pricing. And part of that was the fact that their reputation is somewhat attached to, to the brand that they're working with. Right. Um, but it does go the other way. It, the brand is, is sort of staking a little bit of their reputation on the people that they're working with. Absolutely. And, and, and to the point that we touched on with language, uh, a lot of people, yeah, Ref, you know, some of the people I know were said, yeah, you know, it, it, you know, obviously you can be yourself, you can do whatever you want, but you want to keep in mind if you are looking to be sponsored or you want your content to be sponsored, that is yeah. definitely something that brands look at and consider, you know, what is this person family friendly? Is this not? So not only do the algorithms actually treat you more favorably with no language down the line, brands tend to as well. Yeah. Uh, just statistically. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it goes to the influencer as well. They have to figure out if they're just trying to grow a following or if they're trying to actually turn this into a, a, a job. Right. Well, and in what type of brands they would want to associate with, yeah. you know, in the future anyway. Because, yeah, there's, yeah there's, there's, there's plenty of brands that could have no problem affiliating with a controversial person. Right. Um, 
but you know, I would say on average, if you're going after the brand ambassador, recurring kind of revenue as an influencer, you're probably better off staying on the safer as, side. Yeah, as family friendly as possible. Yeah, you know, yeah. as broader reach as possible. Okay. All right. That is all for today. Um, if you found value in this podcast, please be sure to rate, review, and recommend. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, tic- all the TikTok. Yeah, We're all on the TikTok places. now. Coinbound, Young Dumb Crypto, and Crypto Kylie. And Ty Daniel Smith. And Ty Daniel Smith, yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. We're out.